You have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok Shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow, I could really use Current. I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The Mixing Music Podcast is proud to say that we have a lot of free resources outside of the actual podcast. Visit mixingmusicpodcast.com backslash links to find access to our free PDFs and free resources. One, two, three. Hello and welcome back to the Mix of Music Podcast. I'm your host, DK, and today we have an awesome episode planned. This is a different one. We've been trying to change up our episodes to kind of see what y'all like. Um, We've done like technical episodes, we've done beginner episodes, we've done advanced episodes. Um, This one's a a different episode. This one is kind of more like a self-help motivation. I think this is important. And I have my awesome co-host, daredevil lou with me and uh, no i'm not blind (laughs) and lou is is gonna you know talk about this with me and kind of share his thoughts and his perspective on this but something that has been coming to my mind a lot Mm. this week is how people struggle with confidence oh yeah and i want to relate this specifically to the music industry and maybe even going as far as specific as being an artist Mm -hmm. um but um i want to just keep it in the music industry what it means and this one thing that I believe in, I believe that in order to become separated from the rest of humanity and to stand at a higher place and to find more opportunities and to be blessed to do more things, all you have to do is have confidence. And I, I hate to say that um, because not all of us are confident. In fact, a majority of us are not confident, which is why only a few people can become artists mm-hmm. or can do what we do. And confidently. Yeah, confidently. <laughs> and I and and doing it confidently for long periods of time means that you do it at a high level and you start getting mm-hmm. more and more opportunities. So let's talk about confidence. And um I'm this is not like a character thing so much. Like I'm not saying you might have low confidence as a person. This is more about having confidence in your craft. I think you said it too earlier where you're uh saying you know, they could be confident as a person, but not confident enough to be an artist, too. Yeah, and vice versa. So actually, I want to share, let's start this conversation off with a little story. I'm talking a lot already on this episode, and there's going to be more. Take it. But uh, <laughs> but I want to start this off with a story. When I was 21, I got married. 
Uh, I was doing music a little bit before, but not at a professional level yet. And then I moved to Provo, Utah to consider uh, my higher, wait, yeah, to, uh, to consider my, you know, my higher education. That was when I was about 22, 23 or so that I moved to Utah. Um, and when I was there, I started a band and my dream was to be a rock star. Uh, it ended up being one of uh, Provo's few, one of America's few, like kind of funk fusion pop bands. And uh, it, it was a lot of fun. We had a lot of fun. I sang and wrote songs and produced everything. We won a competition at one point um, by the local radio station, the biggest radio station in Utah. And they flew us out and paid for a hotel and set up a meeting with Republic Records. So it was about 2017 or so. Mm-hmm. I got flown out. Uh, to visit with Republic Records A&R. Um, and I had this meeting. We won the competition. They were scouting us, especially me as a singer. Um, at first, they were very interested. I could see it in their eyes. The A&R, they're like, I think we want to sign this guy potentially, and we're interested, and I at least want to hear you out. And then there was a moment in the conversation that we had. We talked for an hour, and I'm a little bit over an hour, and, and there's a moment in the conversation when all of a sudden their body language changed. Their facial features change. They went from, I want to sign you to, yeah, nah, not anymore. We're good. Yeah, we're good. And it was when I started acting inconfident. It was when they asked the questions, what is music to you as a career? How are you trying to make money from it? And I said something along the lines of, you know, timidly, I said, I'm not really trying to make money from this if I make it cool, but this is just something I want to do for the rest of my life. The real honest answer, the humble honest answer. Yeah. That did not go over well. And then it kind of went into what are your plans in the future? And, and it was like, well, if I'm accepted and like very inconfident answers. And I remember as like me as a pursuing artist, having this huge opportunity, they look, the shine in their eyes go away as they realize that I'm no longer a real person that they should consider. And it was really painful. It was really hard, and it still haunts me to this day, And which is why, as an engineer, I preach so much, don't overthink stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, anybody can make it. Just be confident in yourself. And even if you're bad or you're good or whatever, you might just be different. And someone, everybody's sexy to someone, right? And your fans are out there somewhere. And unfortunately, right now, the only people that can make it in any part of the music industry, but especially as an artist, is those with ridiculous amounts of, con- of, uh, of confidence, whether they earned it or not, whether they, they just have like this narcissistic complex or whether that's someone that's worked so hard and practiced so much that they're extremely confident. Like confidence mm-hmm. is very important. Oh, yeah. Sorry, Lou. Go ahead. What do you, th- what do you think? Well, Have you heard I me think, tell that story? Uh, no, actually. This is my first time hearing about it. Uh, but I, I would know of a lot of situations where that's happened and that's what sucks. You know, confidence does play a big factor in what we do both in the music industry and not, but it's crazy to think because as confident as I am as a person, I'm very confident. I tell people all the time, I think I'm sexy as shit, even though I have a belly, you know, Mm -hmm. Uh, it's not, uh, it's not anything that, um, people who know me is surprised by, but You've seen me. I'm like, hey, if I have to go in the booth in front of people, I need somebody to give me some shots. I need I need some help because I'm too nervous to perform in front of people. You got the call to the label and you gave him an honest answer. You said, hey, you know, I'm really just 
if if I do this for a living, great, you know, but it's not, I'm not going to try to overshoot myself for it, essentially. When in reality, they were looking for the answer of like, no, I'm going to get signed. And the funny thing is, I used to do that at job interviews. I yeah. used to I used to walk into an interview as if I was hot shit, not overly cock, uh, not overly cocky, uh, cocky, cockative. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to merge confident and cocky at the same time. Didn't work out. Didn't, ahead, no, not at all. But um, I used to actually call back uh, the actual job, even though they would tell me like, oh, we'll give you a call. It's like, cool. I'd call them back in two days. Let them know like, hey, I just wanted to check in, update, see what's going on. You know, and they heard that confidence, and that's what got me the job every time. There's only been one job I didn't get a call back for, in like the ten or fifteen that I've had. Really? Yeah, I've never, I've never not gotten the job except for one time, and that was the one time I wasn't confident. Yeah. You know, but and, and I hate yeah. to say this, but it's like it's not, it's it's not something that you can like just tell someone, hey, be confident, and they're like, no, oh, I gotta be. Con-. It's not something you decide. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. Like, I can't go in the booth in front of people. I get very nervous when I create in front of people because I'm, I'm so in my head about like, and, and you're, you're you're self aware that you're. Yeah, exactly. Like, I know I'm confident as a person, but when it comes to the music side, like. You know, I question myself. I'll come up to you and be like, hey, DK, what do you think of this mix? And you'll be like, I think it sounds good. And I'm like, mm, still can be better. But you know what? That's the that's where the confidence um, is needed as an artist. You know, sometimes we we work on a song and we keep doubting the song. We keep doubting our mix. We keep doubting our productions. And then it becomes this file that just never gets heard by the public. Because we always keep telling ourselves there could be more, it could be better. When in reality, just let it go. Be confident that you did what you did and what you did is good. Put it out there and see what happens. Like half the time you hear about records that um I don't want to name names, but like there's records from artists who we all know, Grammy award winning artists, and like you'll show them their own song and they'll be like, honestly, I didn't even like it when I released it. Like, I just wasn't confident in the record. And after seeing what happened, like, that's what gave me my confidence as an artist. Like, wow, the records I thought I didn't do so great on, like, people blew up about, you know. And it it just goes back to saying, like, confidence as an artist is such a big factor. It's not confidence as a person, but as an artist, it's a whole other level. Yeah, it is. And and I want to say that this is, like, a sad thing, but... Also, this is a good thing, especially because you can now become self-aware and realize this. But um, let's give a couple examples. Red Hot Chili Peppers, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. They did the whole funk bass thing. If they were not confident that they were bringing a new sound, do you think that they would have been accepted and blown up? Rage Against the Machines. Rage Against the Machine. Let's talk about hip-hop. Let's talk about Soldier Boy and how corny that stuff was and how big it got. Yeah. And they had to play it off like really confidently. Oh yeah. And it's not and like anytime you interview these people, like these big, big people, like in the country or the rock or mm-hmm. like the less big genres, it's probably more okay to be you. Mm-hmm. But in the pop world, in the hip hop world right now, in the R and B world, like you as a personality, as an artist that the label is investing into, you have to be confident. What about that song? I, I still to this day think it's pretty corny. I don't know why everybody likes it, but uh sorry Billy Ray, I know you're great. Uh, person and artist but what was that old town road, old town or road? Or yeah I, I really don't like that song but you know what every time i saw them perform it every mm-hmm. time i saw the video mm-hmm. people are rocking with it so hard just because i don't like it 
doesn't mean that it's not great for the public. If your friends are telling you, I think you could have done that song better, but you really rock with it, go with your gut. Like, don't don't let them shoot down your confidence. And, yeah, and that's yeah, a great that's, idea because it was received really well. It was it had a lot oh of my God, plays it, and a lot of, like... It's still doing really and, well. And I think partially is because they released it so confidently. Yeah, yeah, they have the marketing behind it, but, like, they wouldn't... Think about this. The, uh, here's something that I was telling my artist on my label the other day. Mm-hmm. If you thought you were going to make it, Mm-hmm. Like you're like, I have the sound. Mm-hmm. I will make it. It's just a matter of getting people to hear me and giving me a chance. Mm-hmm. Then every single penny and dollar you put into running ads anywhere, Instagram, Facebook, Google, would yeah. have been worth it, right? Yeah. It's it's a no-brainer. Yeah. If it's like I'm gonna put a hundred percent of all of my savings into these ads campaigns and put a hundred percent of my income as much as I can expense into these ads because every single new person that hears me is going to give me a chance, is mm-hmm. worth it. Yep. But why don't we run ads? Why don't we release music? Why don't people, why don't, and this is not just for artists, this is for producers and engineers. Why don't you go out and start charging? Why Why don't you start charging high prices? Because enough. we're not confident. Yeah. That's all you have to do. Like, think yeah. about, like, like, with that situation, all you have to do is to be confident. Yeah. And know you got the good stuff, and it doesn't matter how people will accept it. Like, you just got to be you. And when you're unapologetically you, and you're confident, you'll win. So let me ask you this. Um, I know this was a big thing for me when I was playing in a band because I used to organize our band's shows and everything. Uh, Me, my bass player, and our drummer, we would write the majority of the songs. But when it came to performing live, there was not a day that went by that I didn't at least shiver somewhat. Like, I got really nervous before performing live because, once again, it goes back into confidence. Like, you really like your music. You're just scared of what the public's going to think, but we actually never had anybody tell us anything negative about our music. Like everybody actually really liked our music. Like even for you to this day, like, do you, can you remember back a time that you just went on stage and didn't have a second thought of like, Oh, you know, I'm not worried. I'm not nervous at all. Like I don't even need to warm up or anything like, yeah, I think we all go through this, you know, this confidence, uh, I guess, roller coaster of like, you know, depending on the day, depending on what's going on, we're all going to feel confidence in in different uh, waves. Like we could feel very confident while we're in the studio working with our engineer and say, wow, I really like this record. I think it can go. But then when we go to show it to our friends, we're not as confident anymore. We're suddenly we're scared to show it to them because we're scared of what people are going to say. Then uh, you may get mixed reviews and now you don't know what you feel about it because of other influences that have come into your picture saying this record could go this record cannot go i would put this out as a new uh, album versus attaching it to what's currently there i don't think it matches whatever the situation or notes may be a lot of times i've heard artists that do really well who said fuck what they said i'm just gonna do me and every time I've met somebody like that, they tend to pan out. They tend to work out. Uh, now, I'm not saying that they ignore everybody's advice. But what I would say is this. Move in the direction that you want to move. A lot of times we just kind of give up on our own path just because we hear something from someone else that just kind of makes us a little bit nervous. And then it throws us off course. Yeah. And I say this to my artists as well, is, is something that I say is the, the moment you start caring about what other people think is the moment you stop becoming an artist. Oh, yeah. Um, yes, 
as a musician, as an artist, or as a producer, and as an engineer, whatever, we get into music because a part of us wants to be cool. Yeah. Yeah, it's very yeah. selfish. Like, we just want to do something that other people think is cool. I learned how to play guitar just for the ladies. There you go. I'm and sorry, ladies. I'm still not that great. <laughs> and that also doesn't work to get any ladies. No, uh, it, it, it never did. So, guys, <laughs> I mean, don't waste your time. But uh, But for reals, though, like... I think that's important, right? Yeah. We all did this for part of, partly part of the clout, maybe, whatever different reasons it's that we have. It's a selfish reason. Of course. And at the same time, like, we need to have the confidence. Like, this is not, yes, there's selfish parts of it, but you need to be confident. You need to learn how to be better. Um, you need to learn how to believe that you can be better. Like, a lot of that is hope. Hope comes into confidence. But you need to stop caring about what other people think. I've seen so many people blossom when they just learn that. Like, they literally learn to just block out what they need to block out. Like, I tell everybody, take the information with a grain of salt, pick what you need, and move on. Yeah. So, yes, there will be people hating on you. Yes, you are exposing yourself. You're being vulnerable. Yeah. Yeah, you you have to deal. It's like, to be an artist is resilience. Like, um, I know, especially at higher levels, for every album that an artist makes, there's usually about 80 to 120 songs yeah. written. Right? Yeah. So, uh, at the very least. So, um, I do think that how can you expect to be able to write a song every single day, to be in the studio every single day, and to go on tour and to all have that dark cloud hanging over your head, knowing that you have to go back and record more songs and make more content and realize that you're a bottomless pit of content that you can always, you got to be thinking of something new. Like, how can you do all of that stuff and manage all of that stress if you're worried about? how what other people think like you can't you can't afford it and a label will never invest in you unless you can be confident and i think that confidence is earned in two ways one the unfair way which is your parents over complimented you or whatever your life lessons you're become it's like borderline narcissistic or you are narcissistic which actually in this sense is not necessarily a bad thing as an artist you kind of have to be narcissistic a little bit a lot of big artists tend to be a little weird yeah and a little now it's nice (laughs) uh but uh um the second way is to be so well-practiced, to understand the craft so well that you're confident. Like, you don't have to be a naturally confident person to be an artist or a producer. You just have to learn how to be confident. And sometimes that's just through putting in the hours. Yeah. Now, I also want to say there are times when people are overly confident. It's not a pretty situation. Like, if you're going to perform live... And uh, let's say that you're used to recording with autotune and things like that, and you're you're about to perform these songs live, but you don't do any vocal warm-ups. I, I really hope your performance is sold based on, like, how much energy you have as an artist versus, like, your singing chops, unless you really, really have good singing chops, because we've seen situations where, you know, you're so confident in what you're putting out that when you go to perform it live, finally... You didn't actually prepare what you needed to prepare for the shows to be executed properly. You know, uh, we we see it all the time. You know, what what happened to Mariah Carey? She pissed off an engineer and they released the untuned version of her vocals. And you're like listening to it and you're like, whoa, whoa, what happened here? And all of a sudden you see Mariah Carey in a new light. You know, she was always seen as this almost perfect vocalist. And then you're like, ooh, man. Now I'm going to really listen to the old records and try PR, to pick though. out the auto-tune. Yeah, exactly. That's marketing regardless. That's, that's, that's good, good marketing. Good or bad light, it's still Yeah, weird. but at the same time, like, all your friends that revered you as one of the best singers is like, oh, maybe not. 
Yeah. But um, kind of going into further into this conversation, confidence, that's as an artist, but let's talk about as a producer. Um, or even this as is an so funny to see. This is an example. Shout out to you, Nels. Nels is my ride or die producer. He's in He's the so good. He's amazing. Um, and is soon hopefully going to be getting some bigger placements and whatnot. And, He's my, he's one oh, of my I've best friends. I'm pitching him everywhere. Yeah, everywhere I go, I pitch his music. Yeah, yeah, and he'll be on the show, and he's actually been on the show in a very early episode. But uh, Nels Nelson Greenwood, um, he's amazing. Nels Music Nels. 801. Nels Music 801 is his Instagram tag, and and about him, he's so funny. He is. Um, we've talked about this out loud and in person, so I'm sure that he doesn't mind saying this out loud. Like you can tell, he's got a little bit of autistic tendencies. Uh, there's a part of him that is not able to fully socially interact, like just a small part of him, like you wouldn't have guessed or noticed unless you start working with him, like just not the most approachable, approachable as well as like the most naturally confident guy, mm-hmm. just in general. Not he's, he's weird. He's really, he's really kind and really soft spoken and he will never, ever take advantage of you ever. When it comes to his he music, will, he though. was always apl- apologized first, like really good guy, not naturally confident dude. But when it comes to music, yeah. He spent so much time, and he's so passionate about music. Oh yeah, he's listened to every single record that's ever come out. Like I almost, I like that's not possible, <laughs> but like I would almost believe it. <laughs> yeah. And and he just loves it. He could break down every artist. He loves lyrics. He loves he loves the music. Everything. Like when you give him the aux chord, you ain't getting it back, and you're gonna hear a mouthful of like explanation of why he's pairing the next song. You're gonna be so happy that he didn't get it. And it's actually entertaining because he's so passionate. Like I don't mind giving him the ox for hours. Like genuinely. Like Like, he's he's the producer that belongs in front of a good A and R. But the reason why I bring him up is because he's not the most naturally confident dude, but yet he is so well-practiced, has put in the hours, and is so passionate about the topic that as a producer, when I put him in rooms with me that are much higher level and like nerve-wracking even to me as the engineer, he gets there and he's telling the artist what to do with confidence. You should do it like this. You should layer it with this. Let's extend this. And he's coaching the vocalist and he's actually like helping out with the beat. Let's do a cut here. Like he's heavily involved and acting extremely confident that the artist is like, damn, I love Nils. What's funny is he says it so calmly that he doesn't even seem like the the animated type where like you're not gonna find him in the studio, like, yeah, man, that was great. You should do it like this. No, he's the guy that's like, Hey, I think that was cool. Um, I think you should do it a little more like this and yeah. blah, blah blah. He says it so calmly but so confidently that it, even it. if he doesn't match the energy in the room, you would listen to him and be like I would follow you to the end of the earth. And, and it's incredible because this goes into, that's another form of confidence, the second form, not the narcissistic form, but the form of passion and experience. Oh, yeah. Passion, practice, putting in the hours. Like if you're an engineer and let's say you have 10,000 hours of recording vocals under your belt, imagine being that confident. I don't care what kind of vocalist you give me, what kind of micro, I'm going to pick a microphone and a chain and, and, and whatever. I'm fast at Pro Tools. Like you're going to be confident. Yeah. Like, it's impossible not to be, so... And a lot of you guys are thinking, like, 10,000 hours is a lot, but it's really not. Like, if you put in, let's say, 1,000 hours a year, which is completely easy. That's only two, three hours a day that you really need to dedicate. Um, You can do more if you do less days or whatever. It doesn't really matter, but um, realistically speaking, we're talking about a guy who is confident in his production because he's spent that time. He knows what it, he, he he doesn't like. He knows what he likes, but it's not arrogance that you're finding. It's it's the experience that he's offering you to somebody who may not have that confidence yet, but he'll make you feel confident at the end of it because he's so confident in what he does. 
And actually, I want to bring up, uh, I'm going to probably link a video in the description of this episode in the mm-hmm. YouTube or in the podcast. Um, but it's a video about the Dunning-Kruger effect. It's about nine minutes long. I, I, I suggest everybody that's listening right now watch the entire video. Um, but the Dunning-Kruger effect is about cognitive bias. It's, it's a way that your mind protects yourself by helping you not fully realize that you're more mediocre than you thought you are. Like, so it basically tells you if you're bad at something, mm-hmm. like it basically helps you, it's a part of your bias that helps you think that you're well more versed in that topic mm-hmm. than you actually are. It's a, it's a way for your brain to naturally protect itself. Basically, not feel puny and tiny, and feel like significant in this world, and have Sounds like, like hope ego. to keep going. It, it is a little bit of ego, but it's called yeah. cognitive bias. But I, the reason why I bring this up is because I usually see it in the opposite. So in the video, they talk about how they hired um, ten professional comedians and ten people off the street, and they asked them to like rearrange jokes in funniest, least funny to most funny, and then they asked them how well do you think that you ordered this joke? Like out of one to ten, do you think that you're you're good at picking jokes? Or do you think you're bad at picking jokes? Mm-hmm. And the average of the of the normal group was like sixty to seventy percent that they thought. Like on average, mm-hmm. they're in this top sixty to seven percent. So on average, right? Mm-hmm. Which is impossible because normal is fifty. So it's got to be fifty. If they were yeah. actually truthful, it should hit fifty, right? Yeah. So way overconfident. And then at the same time, which they don't make a big deal out of the video, but I'm making a big deal right now. The professional comedians rated themselves about two. Hmm. So, so this goes into show bias, cognitive bias comes into two places and it comes into, uh, there's a pyramid that there's another video. We'll call it unconscious incompetence. Mm -hmm. You don't know that you're bad at stuff. I like that. Okay. And then the next level is conscious incompetence. Then you start to get, do it and you're like, oh shit, I suck. And then you start to realize it. Okay. Mm -hmm. Um, and the actual pyramid, I forgot what this period is called is then, uh, unconscious, unconscious competence. So you don't realize how good you are. Mm-hmm. And then the final level is conscious competence. I think most people are stuck in the phase of unconscious competence. Mm-hmm. Um, and especially if you're listening to this podcast and you've been doing this for a while, you've been doing music for a long time, you are probably in the camp of you are better than you realize, but you just not have yet come to terms with it. Or you need someone to tell you. For me, mixed with the masters and Leslie telling me that I'm good was the getting over the hump of starting to have self confidence. Mm-hmm. Like I think a lot of people are unconsciously competent. Um, okay. I think there's less people that are really bad that don't realize that they're bad than there are people that are really good that don't get the credit for it. And you are probably one of those people if you're listening. So on that note, please, like it takes humility sometimes to understand you might be good. And at this, but you should always ask for feedback. You should always be growing because the yep. problem with conscious competence, it usually puts people on a path of, of, uh, like placency, mm-hmm. like, or not placency. What is it? Pl- complacent. Yeah, there it is. Yep. Complacency. And, um, they're just fine with where they're at. They don't seek growth and they start making mistakes because it becomes autonomous. Their body and mind is just doing it automatically. So you know, they're not really doing it. So they're not getting better. So usually being unconscious competence is a really good spot. Hmm. But anyway, that was a long rant. But the point is confidence plays a huge part in what you do and how you do and how you make music and art. Um, and it's something that people need to think about. You, It is your duty to be confident. Yeah. Honestly, uh, if you're working with an artist and let's say you're coming from the engineer background, you're actually 
more likely to lose the client because you're not confident, you're asking too many questions, maybe you're not reacting fast enough to things. Sure, that plays a factor. But the reason we tend to scatter or lose our place in a session is because we just don't understand something. Maybe we don't understand exactly how the session is ran or how these people like to work, but you got to be confident enough to be able to say, okay, I can walk into a session, tell the artist what I think should be done, or maybe we need to recut something because there's a little bit of distortion. But if you say, uh, let's say a little bit of distortion happens, I can say, hey, uh, you know what? I really like that take, but there was a little bit of distortion when we hit this note. Let's just get it one more time and we'll try to punch it in. Cool. But if you say, hey, um, I think something was wrong. I, I, th I think I heard something. Let me listen back to it real quick. Let me. What do you think? Whenever you say that, they think less of you, not because you're doing anything wrong. It's because you're not confident in what you're doing. You're asking for feedback to the person who's paying you to confidently go about moving the session. So sometimes you got to be confident in saying, hey, you know what? I can do this better or we need to redo that because it could sound better, this and that. A lot of people will respect you more. They'll want to book you more often. If you're an artist and you say, hey, I really like this song. I'm confident in it, but I'm hearing feedback saying don't release it. You know, take a chance. Release it as a single. Release it as a secret SoundCloud link track. You know, do whatever you want to do to release it. Get it out there because you may never know. Like, like I said, there's people out there who are Grammy Award winners who released the song and they weren't too uh, confident when they released it. But then they saw how much people loved it and they're like, wow, okay, I should have been more confident in myself. Yeah, absolutely. And on that note, we just want to wrap up and say, be confident. You earned it. You deserve it. Put in the hours if you need more confidence. Put in the time. Um, be healthy about it. And just remember that. On that note, happy mixing, my friends. Good luck with everything. Stay saucy. One, two, three. If you'd like to take advantage of my free guides and online videos, please check out links.dkmixes.com. That's links.dekeimixes.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Are you trying to find the perfect distribution platform to get your music on Spotify and Apple? I personally use and love DistroKid. Go to mixingmusicpodcast.com backslash DistroKid to get a small discount and get access to a platform with unlimited uploads for a yearly fee. Happy uploading and enjoy the show.